Rolls, a Fallout Tabletop Podcast. Let's go! Welcome to Rad Rolls. I am the game master slash dungeon master slash master of ceremonies of the podcast. My name is Dave Chaffins, and I have um, been running a Fallout 2D20 game for about two years, and we are about to start a new campaign. Uh, Fallout 2D20 is a tabletop role-playing game using Modifius's patented signature fresh out the oven 2d20 roll system uh, where we do different roles uh, based off of two skill sets and have an outcome based on a difficulty um it's a really fun system. Uh, we're telling an original story set in our version of the Fallout universe. Uh, this is nowhere that the games have been. Uh, we kind of did our own wor- world building game before this. Um, my style of GMing is I like dark comedy. Um, I like gruesome, absolutely terrible horror. And I love to see people fail in very comical ways. I love to watch people fall down. I'm pretty much the Daniel Tosh of GMs. Um, that's probably a reference that's not going to hit a lot of the Zoomers out there, but definitely some of us millennials and Xers, you know what I mean? Anyways, enough about me. Let's go around, let's introduce our cast, and let's introduce what characters they are playing. And I'm going to start at the top of the listed order based on the first letter of your name, and we will start with Cody Dickinson. How are you? What character are you playing? Hi, I am good. Um, so I have elected to play a kind of new character. Um, the character has been featured in, I guess we're going to call it season one, um, of the Rad Rolls Fallout universe. Um, who is a kind of a minor character. His name was Frankie. Um, he was part of Guy's Knot. Uh, he was, um, the NPC at that time. Um, that helped us get the uh, the jetpacks before we went to the giant crawdad. If you haven't listened to season one, none of it really matters, other than this is a younger fellow. Um, he is was part of a group that was kind of very nature-focused. Um, Frankie, specifically, uh, he's a pretty good-natured, um, and he is... He left the area to hunt bigger and better game, so he's very much a hunter. Um, I kind of made him a, a little bit of a different type of character, um, where he'll be kind of like a sniper, uh, but also very tanky. So a little bit different in that way. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to playing this new character. Awesome. Thank you very much. Next in our order, uh, Dr. J as they call him, Mr. Jared is here and um, he's going to tell us about what character he is playing. Yeah. So I am um, my character. His name is Abel Eveson. He is a recovering child of Adam. Um, He has uh, recently uh, extricated himself from his particular sect of the uh, children of Adam and is uh, trying to do his best to not get caught or not get discovered out there. Um, so usually I, I'm looking at my notes I have for him. Uh, his typical clothing is what I call Sunday school casual. 
Um, <laughs> he looks a bit sickly because he's been raised in radiation. Um, he's probably about 18 years old, but looks closer to about 30 just because of uh, the, the ravages of uh, radiation and everything on him. Um, but I think uh, Abe will be pretty fun to play. And uh, I'm uh, looking forward to inflicting him upon the rest of the party. Mm, sounds great and delicious and dec- decadent. Decadent. Mm. Uh, moving on with our cast, uh, next up is May. May, how are you? And uh, let me know what character you're playing this time around. So I'm the one doing the returning character of uh, Hazel Greenglass, who is a uh, traveling scholar who uh, was raised in a Chautauqua, uh, traveling basically a cross between a a circus and a school. Um, From the West Coast, she used to live in the uh, uh, NCR-controlled territories. She went through a lot of stuff in New Orleans. um, And uh, for anybody who is rejoining after the first season, uh, she now has a tale that she keeps hidden because she's a mutant now. And um, she's been working on herself a little bit, and um, uh, she's coming back, uh, hopefully, to kick as much ass as possible. Very nice. It's it's a a tale as old as time. Wink, (laughs) wink. (laughs) That was so bad. All right. uh, I appreciated it. (laughs) Michael Tanner, or as I call him, Mike, how are you doing? And tell me what character you're playing. I'm doing great, and I am playing a new character, uh, a, a fella named Punchy Bohoon, who is a pre-war Topeka, Kansas thug. Uh, is he a ghoul? No, he is a robo-brain. He is a several-hundred-year-old brain in a robot body who just recently regained his sentience uh, and personality. Um, he's now traveling the wastes of his old stomping grounds of Kansas. Very, very nice. I'm excited to get all of these folks together. Uh, just as a note to listeners, if this is the first time you're listening, note that we do some homebrew ru- rules differently. So, like, for example, off the top of my head, if you roll a one, which is a, a critical success kind of in the 2D20 system, we actually give people luck points um, that, that roll that one. That's a great regenerative thing that we do and keep with that. Um, you talked about... We talked about Hazel's mutation with her tail. Mutations are something that we're adding new this season. Uh, I have a, have a kind of a list of different mutations that people could get. Hazel's the only one that's actually going to start with one, which is her tail. Um, so there's a few things that we do differently, but mainly we're trying to play most of it close to home um, when it comes to the uh, official Fallout the role-playing game or Fallout 2D20 by Modifius. Uh, so with that... We will get into our setting of scenes and figure out how our characters are coming together. When atomic fire consumed the earth, it did not consume everything at first. Outside of the impact and fallout zones, communities began to rebalance their resources in favor of a world cut off from itself. In the state of Kansas, the center point of America lies, and surrounding it is a town to be built, 
a town funded by the American government to be the beacon of the past, the present, excuse me, the present, and the destiny of its future. This town was never completed, but the original citizens managed to band together to bring a new sense of hope to themselves and the travelers that found rest within. The future looked bright until the storm came. Upon its back sat twisters, hurricanes, blizzards, and radioactive rain. Within a year of the bombs, the residents of this nowhere town found shelter underground. Over the years, the storms never passed, and travel between the communities and tribes of the town became one of the most dangerous elements of life. There was no escape from this town, and those that tried were pulled back to their settlements via the mysterious and highly powerful group known as the Judges. The Judges believe in the storm and the penance that it brings, but just as the storm destroys, it also gives. Its chaotic nature brings a constant shift to the landscape and people. While the Judges continue their resolute war against the soul of our community, there's an unpredictability in the air. You see, the thing about weather is that it's fickle, and the storm, the storm always changes. Our crew lies before us. Uh, you all have been together for a month, and I want to know kind of what you all have done together. You all have found each other out in the wasteland. You know how these groups go. They get together. They try to survive. You all haven't been into this area that we're calling the Stormlands yet. So you've been kind of around in the Midwest, kind of adventuring, going out together. Um, so I, I kind of want to know some of your like exploits, some of the things that you've done. Um, so I'm going to start again in the same order that I did with... Uh, uh, I was Frankie. Uh, Frankie, <laughs> tell me about uh, one of the exploits of our gang over the previous month. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think we'd have to start off with Frankie and Hazel would have been in the same area, so they would have had to travel north. Let's say that they did end up traveling on the train that we got going, sort of at the end of last season, and um. Let's say that on that train ride, um, <laughs> uh, Hazel was trying to modify the train in a way that she thought would make it better. Um, turns out that she was a little too overconfident. And long story short, we ended up having to walk the rest of the way uh, to Kansas after a sudden train derailment. Yeah, that tracks. But um, all right. So the the train derailment. Um, Abel, what 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 kind of things has has the group done in the past month? Um, I while I'm trying to break some of the habits that I've picked up from uh my sheltered life, <clears throat> I I've found that it's uh I I've continued to do some like volunteer work. And have tried to drag people into it as much as possible. I think Hazel has probably been the easiest to sort of conscript into doing volunteer work. Uh, Punchy and Frankie, I'm not so sure if they've got ulterior motives. Uh, Frankie, depending on the work, Frankie would probably be like, yeah, I'll tag along. Punchy, 
I'm not so sure may look as as an opportunity to grift people. And I just like never noticed it. Who knows? But I think I've probably spent time trying to uh, ingratiate myself to the folks here by just doing some volunteer work and maybe some minor miracles. I like it. So May or Hazel, uh, what's one thing that the group has done together in the past month? Uh, so Hazel's particular drive um, right now is, um, as it ever was, is gathering new information and sharing information, you know, teaching people, learning things. Uh, she seems to have sort of settled into the idea of gathering as much information as she can about vaults, vault tech, what happened in vaults, what people know about vaults. And in doing so, she has a tendency to go up to people and randomly ask them if they know anything about a vault in the area. Do you know anybody from a vault? And of course, usually the answer is no, but there's this horrible thing happening. Can you help us? Um, I think at one point, uh, the group was asked to help uh, track down and get rid of a horrible monster that was hunting people and uh, killing people in this village. And uh, they're like, well, something weird's going on here. And it turns out that um, this creature that was knocking down trees and blocking ways and knocking down trees onto people's houses was like a 12-year-old kid with a chainsaw. <laughs> Um, and uh, at that point in time, uh, there was a difference of an opinion in the group on how to handle this 12-year-old delinquent who stood a very real chance of injuring and killing more people. Spare the hands, spoil the child. So I was oh, always taught. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. Uh, Punchy, what's one thing that the group has done in the past month together? Well, just like last week. We were like traveling through this this settlement, and we found out that these slavers had kidnapped all the kids. It was like five, six, seven, eight, ten kids, and they like kidnapped them, and they were keeping them in like this cave, right? And we we're like, well, we we gotta save these kids, man, because they're kids. And so like we went in there, and like the slavers are all like, you can't have these kids. We're gonna sell them into slavery. And we're like, we don't like that. You guys are bad. And so then we just like, uh, I don't know, someone just started shooting. They were just like shooting everywhere. It was like real rough. But I'm all like, what? And uh, uh, and then we like we rescued the kids. Basically, only like two died. Wasn't our fault. Was not our fault. Uh, it was sad. It was it was kind of sad when you think about because like two kids out of like ten, uh, that was like that's like like a, like a, it's literally like a fifth of the future generation of that settlement. I don't know if they can survive, but um, that's uh, we we left like it was good though. We did it. We did a good thing. We did a good thing. It was good. It was good. We did it. I like it, uh, uh, Punchy. Those those very nice. The um, those, that all sounds good. It all sounds like you all are are, are doing doing some uh, good you're doing out there you're definitely doing um one of the next one of the next things that you all are planned to do is to travel through kansas um and pretty much you you just have a memory that you were on your way through kansas um but like one of my favorite games uh elder scrolls 5 skyrim uh be prepared to not remember uh how you got here or why as we now set the scene you find yourself sitting on a wooden bench, but your vision is black due to the bag that's encompassing your head or brain. 
Your hands are bound by a plastic-like substance that slightly cuts into your skin. A strong gust of wind blows your clothes as lightning seems to strike near. Suddenly, you hear a klaxon ringing louder. As you hear and feel the wind of the cart you are in, hit the metal. A screeching is heard behind you like a scraping metal. An engine cuts to a halt in front of you, and your arm is grabbed by a strong hand and you are pulled to your feet. Suddenly, a metal necklace snaps around your neck as you feel the cool steel slightly restricting your neck movement. A beeping emanates from the necklace. The arms drag you down to the metal floor that creaks beneath you. They take you down a set of stairs, then hoist you up to a platform. Your feet, or treads, are bound together. A rope is then strung around your neck, and your hood is removed. A bright light shines so brightly above you that it stings your eyes, but you see that a rope dangles from the ceiling, connecting to the rope on your neck. It's not attached to the metal necklace, but a small light is blinking red on the metal collapsed around your neck now. You are sitting on a wooden stage, atop a red X on the floor, each one of you, and before you is a large pulpit with banners that are draped over its side. The banners are blue with a large white star and a red two-sided hammer below. On the highest seat sits a figure in full body armor and a large duster cloak. Ropes are attached to his hands, wrist, and body that seem to hold the metal and cloth together even tighter. He holds a revolver by the barrel and bangs it twice on the desk. His eyes illuminate a red through the helmet, and he speaks. The court is now in session. How is everyone doing today? Well, not going to lie. It could be better. Well, that's very nice. I assume that you all have already uh, undertaken your special, uh, what do you call it? The special ceremony where your guilt is, is already proven. What do we call that? Oh, yes, your uh, your court case has already been settled. It's already been done, and you all are indeed guilty, and you're here for sentencing, sentencing today, as I assume you are. Uh, Beep, boop. I am a robot. No, I don't believe you, sir. I see that you have a brain in there, so I know that you're smarter, unless it's a squirrel brain in there. Uh, chirp, chirp, give me some nuts. I am a robot. That sounds like a bird, sir, and I know that you're trying to think of what a squirrel says, but here's the thing. Nobody quite knows exactly what a squirrel says, but somebody That's could true. make it, Nobody I bet knows you, one day. What, uh, well, uh, actually, actually, I've done some research. Uh, squirrels, uh, they, they sounded quite a bit like raccoons with a French accent. That seems like a total lie to me, but, you know, I'm, I'm just a, a, a true American man out here patrolling the wasteland in my giant... Uh, body armor. So, um, you all, I, I'm, I'm very. Oh, speaking did you have something? Lies, to say? Yeah. Uh, speaking of lies, um, I don't think we actually had a, a trial. Yeah, I don't recall that either. Oh well, what I'm, are we I'm sorry. Of? I'm sorry that your memory has uh, has eluded you. You're guilty of not being a true American, unfortunately. It's a real shame in the state of the world that it is, but, you know, we go through each of these trials, we bring these people in, and they are just deemed un-American. Um, and so, by nature, you're here for your sentencing. Uh, there's several different levels to it. Um, none of them are great, being 100% honest with you, but I'm fairly certain that I'll come to some conclusion throughout the time. Um, if I hear more about how American you all are, um, okay, uh, I okay. I'm a brain and a robot, but that brain is from 
before the bombs. So I am the truest American. No offense, guys. Uh, but I, I'm an American. I actually lived in America when America was a thing. I'm, I'm born. Born American. Probably uh, this robot was made in America. So, like, doubly blessed, let's say. Really, I, I'm the most American thing in here, I think. Uh, are you sure that it says made in America on your armor? Are you 100% sure? Yeah, I'm like a, it's like a Robco project. Oh, tell me more We're about this Robco, bad. sir. Oh, it's like a, well, all right. So, okay. So, like, before the bombs, you know, uh, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Things weren't great, okay? Like, there was a lot of mistrust, a lot of, like, urban uh, uprisings like uh, it was it was it was rough we were in the middle of like a global war with the chinese it was a whole thing uh but like robco that's a good american company they're making like um all them robots that were around like yeah, like if you uh, do like, me, like a robo brain if you could do an intelligence plus charisma check for a difficulty one for me see if you can Wait, convince him that this is what robco was and this is the first time this season we get to tell you can't do an intelligence plus charisma check. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Every time. Intelligence plus speech tech for difficulty one. Some things, war never changes. The storm is always and, changing, but Dave doing a failed charisma double, roll. Double ability checks never change either. No. True. Uh, that is a tag skill, so it's actually two successes. Nice, oh, very wow. nice. Um, um, it'll, you'd have to get a two or better. Oh. Yeah, you'd have to get oh. a two. Your speech is two right now. Yeah. Um, oh. Welcome back to level three. You weren't, you're not level <laughs> you know, 20 or whatever that you were before. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, yeah. the, the man kind of looks at you and says, well, that, that, that really checks out for me. Um, I, I feel more comfortable about the robot, but um, the, the rest of these uh, these humans here um, seem like absolute trash to me based on, you know, the fact that uh, you all are here and have been found guilty of the crime. So what do you have so, to say for yourselves? Can I ask you a question before I answer a question for you? You may approach the bench, yes. So uh, she's going to um, <clears throat> she's going to fluff her sort of raccoonish tail up from underneath her uh, her long coat so that just the tip of it is showing. And she's going to walk over and lean over and go, so, sir, uh, as an American, you are aware of who the legendary presidents of the United States were. Do it a strength plus athletics check for me for difficulty oh three. God, oh, why? God. Okay. Strength plus athletics. Okay. Uh, two successes. Two successes. On that, I'll give That's you a next success. She only oh rolled one die. I only rolled one die and I got two success. Oh, damn. You All gotta right. roll another I now. Probably, probably roll the other one. Uh, so that's another that's three success. successes. You know wow. what? Don't, don't don't get comfortable. This is not gonna last. Um, and take a uh, take a luck point because you did a critical success for that. Hell you a one yeah. and then a two. The um. Uh, you realize that your neck is actually affixed to a rope um, that okay. you are uh, legitimately hanging and you go to step off the platform, but you think better. You kind of feel the friction of it. You kind of like you step off, but you not quite. And then you manage to bounce yourself back. And now you may talk to um, the man sitting at the, in, on the banner. Okay. Okay. So she's going to sort of... <sighs> sort of like cool teacher mode. She's going to go, 
So, uh, sir, are you aware of the legendary president known as Teddy Theodore Roosevelt? Would you consider him a true American? I am very familiar with uh, uh, Theodore Roosevelt. He was uh, one of the most famous uh, presidents of the United States. Um, did you know that he raised seven bulls? Seven bulls by himself. He brought them from his his barnyard in the back, and he fed them milk each morning out of the White House, and then he paraded them about and rode at least five of them, with the other two not being strong enough to hold him on his back. Did you know he also raised a daughter who even he couldn't control? That's very interesting. Tell me more. Her name was Alice, and she'd walk around with a handbag with a tiny snake inside. And she said, I can either run the country or manage Alice, but not both. I appreciate I appreciate your fun fact as a guilty member of this jury. Um, I will take that into some consideration, I suppose, that uh, a lady walked around a house with a snake in her bag. I will write that down posthumously. Excellent. So as you know that President Theodore Roosevelt was, in fact, a true American. My name is Hazel Greenglass, and I was raised in an institution, a moving, traveling institution of higher learning known as a Chautauqua. President Theodore Roosevelt said once that the education movement known as the Chautauqua is the most American thing in America. Would you argue with Theodore Roosevelt? Um, do a, uh, a charisma plus speech role for a difficulty. I'm going to say zero because you're doing some American history here. Hell yeah. And it's true stuff. Fam, I am not bullshitting you. That was yeah. one success. Yeah. One success. Yeah. With that, you, um, you, you meet it, you gain an AP point for the group. Yay. And, um, the, the, the judge looks at you and says, well, I mean, I suppose that makes sense. I'll take that in consideration along with uh, the uh, the brain and the and the big aluminum can over there. And uh, I think that, that I have a good idea of what punishment I could enforce for you all. But I really haven't heard from our other two uh, guilty parties in this matter to figure out what you all are up to. Well, as a true American, can I can I vouch for them a bit? Um, No, you see, you are guilty of being an un-American person, but I believe that there is a chance for redemption. This is all about rehabilitation and your knowledge of the events that unfolded and and your personal liberties as to what you take for them. makes a lot of sense to me. So your rehabilitation, I I believe that I could facilitate for that. But your your friends, um, you know, it's not your job to rehabilitate them. We have work to do. We have work to craft you into a fine, upstanding American citizen. I'm not talking about rehabilitating them. I just wanted to give you a frame of reference. As somebody, good people, they're good people. So, one of them, this gentleman, uh, and she's going to gesture over to uh, Frankie. Frankie has traveled with me for quite some time, and uh, I have never seen anything about him that told me that he was not a true American. And this other gentleman over here. uh, Abel. 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 Um, I haven't traveled with him as long, but I will say from what I've seen, he is incapable of telling a lie. Great. You will assist them on any speech rolls that they roll for the rest of the scene as you're vouching. Yes. Um, okay. And that's uh, all I have to add. I, I appreciate your candor in this matter. I will take that into consideration. Um, the rest of you, uh, t- tell me why I really shouldn't kill you right now. Uh, well, your Honor, I've been I've been listening, and, and I, I understand that maybe um, there's been a misunderstanding about how American we are. 
Um, now, America was, uh, yeah, it was kind of destroyed when I was growing up already because the bombs had already fallen and stuff. But I know like a few things about America, what America was and, and what the kind of stuff they liked, I think. Um, I know that a lot of Americans really liked guns and I love guns. I, I, I take care of my guns. I really like, um, I really like my firearms. Um, I know like Americans would, they had like hunting as their pastime. I'm a hunter. Um, th- this group that, that I was raised by, they taught, like, they taught us how to like live off the land and things like that. That's really American being connected to, to the land. Um, oh, what else? Uh, Hazel, Hazel taught me one time, um, that Americans really didn't like, uh, it was something, I don't remember even what the word was, the thing that Americans don't like that, that starts with the C. I know it started with this. Communist. Communist. I see. I didn't even know the word. I didn't even know the word, what it was. I didn't know what it, what it, what it even meant. Um, so I'm, I definitely don't like that. Um, so, I, Your Honor, I, I think those are good reasons uh, to consider, um, well, not killing me on the spot. Yeah, charisma less small guns for a difficulty two for me. Mm-hmm. And Hazel, you may assist in this roll. Charisma plus small guns, just roll one die. Okay, charisma plus small guns. That's brilliant. Do and... not have good charisma of this character. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't nail this one either. All right. Uh, the the man uh, the, the judge looks at you and says, "Very well. I will take this into the the. I will hold this in consideration when I deem your punishment um, for what it's worth." So, uh, uh, the last member of our crew here, uh, what exactly uh, do you have to tell me so that I don't kill you on the spot? Yeah. What's the punishment? Like, are you just going to lashes, stockade, like... uh... Oh, Oh, I probably haven't introduced myself. Uh, My name is the Hangman. Um, Okay. So, if you you discern by the words of the Hangman... So, uh, what's the punishment, then? You're going to be hanged, my friend. By like uh, my my ankles, my wrists, like no. Currently, there's a rope around your neck that's attached to the ceiling, and pretty I, much uh, yeah, I noticed I, that. Hang but you. what's the punishment? By your neck. You're you're going to die, my friend. That seems a uh, pretty steep. I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, can can we like can we decrease that maybe to like just a severe beating? My friend, you've been found guilty of being an American, and right, you know where I, I you get are right that. now. So, really, we're just sort of discussing what the punishment is. Can we, can we downgrade the punishment from death? You'll need to discuss with me on whether you're American that's, enough to avoid the death. Okay, so I need to discuss. Okay, American, American. What's American? Um, well, I was born here. Um, where, where is here? America. The the United Americas. Where in America? Uh, um, North America. Are Are you talking about Canada? We we annexed them. No, many years not ago. not Canada. North Northern America. Yeah, it was uh, Northern America was where I was born and raised by my nuclear family. My nuclear family is who raised me. 
Yeah, I think, uh, Abel, you were telling me how you were born in, like, St. Paul, Minnesota, right? St. Uh, it's northern St. Paul. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's If you don't Saint, know. Mr. And uh, that is very religious famous. family. And if there's something I know about America is that it really likes religion, like, way more than they should like it's caused a lot of problems and that's another thing americans like problems and the 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 bombs who made the bombs we made the bombs and you know there's just can we just do lashings or something stockades like you're doing you're doing great abel you're doing great um sir uh can i your honor? Your honor, I would like to I would like to present something into evidence of my Americanness. Uh, uh, well, well, first, uh, I I've I've heard your testimony, um, Abel. It's it's very nice to hear that. Um, I will take that into consideration as I move forward. But um, but before we do that, uh, before you do that, can you please roll a speech and charisma check for difficulty two for me? Speech charisma difficulty two, and thankfully. I have my formal wear on, so <gasps> I can. Uh, man, yeah. And so can I roll one to help? Yeah, so you're allowed to re- assist. I'll re-roll that twelve. One it becomes of, a four. I, I am no help to any of my friends today. No I get my two successes thanks to how dapper I'm dressed. <gasps> Yay! Very nice. Um, yeah, he takes that in consideration. All right, now now the rest of you had something to say to me um, before I deem my ruling on this matter, and so you're, you're available if you have some last-minute remarks, I suppose. Your well, Honor, I, I, want I, to, I want to... I want, I Don't want to all speak something. at once. If you all speak at once, I won't be able to tell what you're saying. You hear? You see? Go ahead. You say? Go ahead, break me. Uh, I want, Your Honor, I want to put something into, um, into evidence, and uh, this was... Meta here. Uh, this was my random roll on the food table, um, and Frankie will pull out a piece of perfectly preserved pie. Wow, Your American Honor, is- this is. I've understood that this is the most American food that had ever existed. Holy shit! May I have a <laughs> may I have, a, may I have a, a taste of that? Well, Your Honor, this is evidence. I don't think we're going to be able to eat it until the trial is over but i would be glad to share it with my american friend your honor um after this no i don't think you understand um you've been found guilty of the crime um uh, i I am just taking things into consideration for what i deem uh, my judgments to be so either i get this um perfectly preserved piece of pie and i get to try it right now or i'm not going to take that into any kind of consideration because i don't necessarily believe you because you're criminals found guilty of a crime your honor mr hangman before we settle the pie debate i have to ask we've been found guilty uh is this uh is this a federal case or a state oh this is this is this is uh, i mean even above federal this is from god above I mean, this is you know. Oh, this is like a the gods like of America. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm divinely. I'm divinely charged with foreseeing justice upon this land from from up on high. It is okay, my divine okay. right as a justicar of the, the uh, famous uh, American government 
to discern whether or not these people are ready to become or are American enough. All right. Well, okay. So if we're found guilty, this is a trial from God above. Uh, what's the appeal process? Uh, part of a major cornerstone of the American legal system is that there's an appeal process. Uh, so, you know, I feel like if we've been found guilty, uh, maybe we should get an appeal. And, uh, yeah, get a new you'll have to, you'll have time to appeal if you don't die today. Yes, that will that will be that will be the case. Um, if you don't die, you'll be able to be granted appeal, but you will need to find one of um, the other justicars, or as you lowly folk call us, judges, uh, to uh, discern your case again. Um, we can charge you again and see what sticks. I mean, uh, honestly, guys, that's the most American part of this whole process so far. They're going to try to get us any way they can. The well, yeah. there there is the whole there's there's the whole double jeopardy thing. Also, Amendment 16, Section 1, Clause 1 of the U.S. Constitution, which is a very American establishment. All persons born in the United States are U.S. citizens, and honestly, especially if you. If you count how far we've traveled, all of us are from the continental United States because there's no way we could be from anywhere else. And honestly, our accents pretty much 100 percent. No, we're we're U.S. citizens. We deserve protections under the See, American citizenship requisitions of the Constitution. Unless, of your- course, you don't think the Constitution was instituted by God himself above. No, it was not. The, the the old world died for a reason, and we are here as greater Americans to solve the issues with the previous government. So we don't know or need the Constitution because it was written back in ye olden times where everyone's running around with musket pistols. And you see how that worked out for us. You see what happened to us. You see what what future became us. So we're here to restore not not the laws of America, but the soul of America. Mm-hmm. Yes, that makes perfect sense. And we would love perfect to help sense. you with that in any way possible. But we can't help you with it if we're hanged and dead. Very well. Frankie, so fly. Uh, very well. I have. Um, what, what is Frankie doing? I said, I said the pie I said is Frankie very soulful. I, uh, yeah. I, I don't think it would be very American to just give up pie without tasting some yourself, but you can have it. So do you, do you have this pie on your person? Are you like holding, like trying to like hold this pie out? Well, I don't know. It's I mean, that little we, clamshell we... cover that you get at like Polly's pies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just in my equipment. I don't know. Sort sure, of the yeah. context. You of can, it. yeah, sure. you can. I mean, we can magic yeah. bag it. I don't need to be like, oh, I've got yeah, this pie stuck down my pocket. Here you go. You know. Yeah. <laughs> this pie is two right. hundred something years old and is perfectly preserved. That is the least weird thing about this pie is where he's keeping it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the court, I have I have rendered my decision. Um, I will now give you some instruction uh, based Wait, did upon. Did he eat the pie? No, he he didn't give him the pie. Yeah, I did. Did you give him the pie? Yeah, I'm just complaining that I don't think it would be. I actually don't think it would be very American to share a piece of pie without tasting some yourself. But I'll give it to the bastard. Oh, so you're gonna give it to him? Oh, well, you set it down on the floor and. Um, the uh, man in the chair actually uh, releases his arm, and through the sleeve of his arm comes a rope that sinks itself around the plate and pulls the plate to his uh, desk on high. Um, 
he then takes out a tiny silver fork out of his coat pocket and dinks the fork into the pie and has a taste and says, you, my friend, have found one of the most perfectly preserved cherry pies that I've ever had in my entire life. And for this, for this, I thank you. And on that note, I have rendered my judgment for you all. And I will now give you some directions. Affixed to your necks is a uh, net, uh, metal necklace. Um, this is what we call a bomb collar, um, pretty much. Uh, the only people that can detonate the bomb collars are uh, representatives of the American government, the judges, um, anybody else that you come into contact with from the American government will be able to detonate, detonate those at will. What happens when they detonate? Well, your head explodes. Um, much until your probationary time has ended and you've proven yourself to be a true American, then you will be able to ascend and uh, be with the full American populace uh, in, in, in the heavens above, and we will all be a happy family. But un until then, you'll need to be able to prove yourself to much representatives of the American government that you're, you're useful, um, that, that you're... Uh, what's the word I say? That uh, you'll be able to acquiesce with anything that they ask of you. Now, um, th there's the additional ropes around your neck um based on my decisions um i i've i've i'm gonna loosen some of those ropes um so that um you know for, for the next bit it's not gonna be it's not gonna be too bad but here's here's the great thing um about today and and what i've laid out for you is uh i'm gonna give you all a uh, a good chance a second chance um to prove yourself but first you'll need to escape and with that he uh pushes a button the floor beneath you falls out um if what happens as you're falling almost like a, a like coyote and uh, road runner um, <laughs> the ropes around uh frankie punchy and um hazel's neck snap but uh, uh abel your rope does not snap just yet i'm gonna need everyone to make a um I would say a athletics plus perception check for difficulty two. <laughs> this will be good. Is I uh, got a one. Mm, wait. Frankie got a two. I did. Abel Sorry, got one. a two. Yay. All right. Uh, Frankie and Abel. Um, that should you actually be disregard. Never mind. Yeah. Frankie and Abel, you all enter a slow mo, kind of like like Fallout Four vats. Um, Abel is is going to die. He is going to be hanged. Um, Abel, you you realize this too, and you have moments to react to this. Uh, what are you all going to try to do to to pretty much stop that? You all are going to fall no matter what, but it's will Abel die or saved? Cool. Um. Oh, okay. So I, I can I can do something since I'm in this like bullet let, time yes, thing. Yeah. Let me okay. let time. me try my thing first here. Just see it works. Okay. Uh, first of all, um, I would like to spend a luck point to create um, something in this scene. Okay. Okay. Tell me what I is this? I think they probably padded me down to get all of my... Did, did they pat us down to get all of our objects, or did they even bother? No, you have every single object on your person that you can't Okay, um, so I'm going to spend that luck point to say that uh, my bladed knuckles that I usually keep on my, um, my left hand um, are readily available, and I'm going to try to use that to um, 
saw at the noose. So like the, yeah. the, the, the initial thought is like, if you're hanging by your neck and your hands aren't restrained, you're going to try to create. So I feel like if I've got something there, maybe I can try to saw off at it. All right, cool. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to act like this is a close combat situation. So if you get one success, go ahead and roll that weapon. Um, and then if you hit, roll the damage and see if you get an effect. If you get an effect, I'll allow it. Okay. So I do get a hit. Come on, baby. Uh, cool. Um, I'm going to spend a luck point to reroll three of those. Great. You just did four physical damage. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so we'll I guess count. got the first we'll three. I don't know yep, why. You got an effect on there. Okay. Anywho, uh, your rope breaks. Um, Frankie, you see that his rope breaks. You're in bullet time. Um, what are you going to do with this time now that Abel's not going to die? Uh, are, like, where? what are we falling into? What's, what's below us? So you can see below you that it is a giant pit um, and there is a fan actually at the bottom of it. So you all are flying down this giant tube um, towards this fan. Um, that's what you can see. A spinning fan, I'm guessing. Yes. A big bladed yes. spinning fan. Yes, pretty much. Oh, shit. So I'm kind of fucked, don't we? Um, you, you're in bullet time, so you can do some John Wick. And if you want to, you know, if you, if you felt right. like it, you could do some MacGyvering. This is more like a link in the tears um, of the kingdom huh? yeah floating as soon as you draw your bow like the stamina starts to drain and yeah i i mean i don't really i don't really i don't have anything to do other than to draw the 10 millimeter pistol and try and shoot the rotor of the fan so it stops spinning